0: Ron, what's your thoughts on this one? We thought this was going to be a little tough tonight. We thought they could get out here. They run a lot. The Jazz would be tired. This wasn't actually tough. They went up by 20. The Hornets made their little run that they seem to make every night, and the Jazz just cruised to a 17-point to a win on a dominating offensive performance.
1: Very impressed with the first quarter because they they maintained their cool and still came back and led after the quarter you know, because the—, the Hornets were off to a very good start, making threes. I mean, everyone was scoring very well, and the Jazz were down. But they ended up coming back and leading after the first quarter, 30-32. to 32. But um, you just have to be impressed with what the Jazz are doing right now. Tim LaCombe and Jake Scott
0: join us now. You've just got to be impressed with what the Jazz are doing right now, says the soothsayer. What do you think, Tim LaCombe?
2: David, you and I are contemporaries. Um so I'm, I I say the same thing every night because this is basically they just continue to do the same thing a different way. But um grew up reading Choose Your Own Adventure books. I don't know if you ever read those as a kid.
0: <laughs> okay. Okay. I thought we were gonna do Jack and Annie, but okay. Now we're
2: going to choose your own adventure. Okay. And what I'm seeing is the Jazz are uh they're getting a lot of different things thrown at them here. Um, you know, they get into this game, Mike's obviously playing really well, everybody's playing well and Um, he goes out with a little bit of a hamstring injury. It makes a game that, you know, was really in the balance, kind of somewhat close. I I do get a kick out of when teams cut it to 10 or 11, we all start to panic. um, And that's just human nature. But, you know, they they now played in this streak, playing this well. They played in this streak with all sorts of different circumstances. Donovan favors missing games. Um, You know, Boyan certainly now found himself, but, Uh, as impressive as this run is, uh, it's it's also, you know, it hasn't been like everything's just gone perfectly for them.
0: Well, and they've seen different defenses. Yeah, every night. And they, it's like it takes them about eight minutes, they figure it out, and they move on.
2: So if the defense is playing, uh, hugging shooters and allowing rolls, turn to page 38. Right.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's really probably how Quinn Snyder views it, frankly, having spent time with Quinn Snyder, like, His vision of this basketball team for years has been exactly that. Like, you know, if you ask Quinn, he he doesn't think that he has a very restrictive system with a lot of stuff. He thinks that there's just a read to every play. Quinn, we've been in there in practice. Like, Quinn thinks that he's getting you into flow or getting you into one rip or you know, you know, there's certain things he'll look for certain guys. But really, his point of view is I'm going to get you into the first action and then you just read from there, right, Ron?
1: Yeah, that's exactly what they do. That's the reason he talks about the blender all the time. He talks about breaking the paint. And now you see the Jazz are not, when they break the paint, they're just not looking for that corner three as often. I mean, they're actually reading the defense. Uh, you take away this from Rudy, then this should happen. You know, that type of thing. And uh, so much confidence shooting the three-point shot and so many guys that can shoot the three that it, this offense is just clicking. I mean, it's just fun to watch. Franchise record
0: 26 threes tonight. Well, my only mm-hmm. at this point was only took 50, like, If you're gonna shoot fifty-two percent from three, you gotta take seventy. I'm with you. Like
2: we gotta get that number up, Ron. Their number is
1: down. I hope I never see that day.
2: Yes, you do. (laughs) You bought this so good. I remember when you were freaking out about thirty. We're at fifty. I'm serious. I'm actually
0: serious about this.
1: If they're gonna shoot forty
0: percent, they're not shooting enough.
1: Well, they're definitely shooting it now. I mean, but you know, just just don't forget about that mid range game. No, you you can forget all all about it, Ron. Ron, R- rim and Ron, threes, can, baby. Ron, can, rim I, and can threes. I point out
0: something to you, Ron?
1: The Jazz shot 52% from three tonight. Are, are we on the airplane where I can put my headset no, on where I don't cannot, have to listen no, to you? No, <laughs> you cannot pretend to be listening to
0: your <laughs> Motown music on your headphones that aren't attached to your iPad. Ron, can I tell you what you'd have to shoot from two tonight to match the Jazz three-point shooting? I, I know you know the. Yeah, tell me, Dave. 78%. <laughs> you'd have to shoot 78%. Percent the league average at the rim is 60%. I think maybe it's a little <laughs> higher, 65. Like you'd have to shoot 78% on twos
1: to equal what the Jazz did from three tonight. Okay, that like the threes that we're taking now, 40-something threes. I, I enjoy that because I want 60. They're, because they're not just running up and down the floor just launching threes. Right. If they ever get to that, then that's that's not good. Hey, I'm at all. out
2: with you too on that, Ron. Right. We got to get it the right way. Yeah. But they do every night. Actually, they do. Can I take this?
1: I'll take 50 the
0: right way and 10 the wrong way.
2: (laughs) Yeah, because you got guys that you can live with that. Right. Absolutely.
0: Right. Yeah, you just got to make sure you don't get 30 the wrong way. Wow, they're good. They just keep rolling. I can't get so much confidence. I can't get get second second half of last night's TNT game out of my head. (laughs) Did you watch that, Tim?
2: I did not. I took the night off of, of hoop last night.
0: We played, didn't we? You didn't take the night off last night. We played. Well, yeah, you're right.
3: Of, I I get my days other days games. together. Of oh other yeah, they're games, all yeah. they they've all run together. Can
0: I give you a suggestion? Yeah, go to the NBA.com and you can watch the condensed game. It's really short. Or just go watch the second half of last night's Lakers-Denver game.
2: Okay, I will definitely Wait, do that. First
0: of all, we should all watch it because one day LeBron won't be playing anymore, and so we should watch every moment of LeBron we ever can because he's just that great. Um. And then they were just amazing. So that's a little bit of a bummer. Uh, before we go, what you, uh, I made this like outlandish comment on television that LaMelo Ball reminded me of Magic Johnson. And uh, I kind of like cringed when I heard myself say it, but I watched him again tonight. And you know what he really, really reminds me of?
2: I'm guessing you're going to double down.
0: <laughs> I mean, he really does.
2: You know what Where he does to me is he, in the open floor. I see that, and he's got a little Showtime pop to him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he He's amazingly quick that that first step of his like I don't know who's staying in front of him. how uh, did
0: he not go number one?
2: Might have been his family stuff.
1: <laughs> I think his dad didn't want to draft Did Lamar. you hear my
2: my <laughs> quote on the pregame? I said he's my favorite ball, but that's like saying I have a favorite wicked stepsister
1: so
0: i I'll take his dad if I get that game with it.
1: Well, you don't hear much from his dad Yeah, anymore. really, I mean, right? The, the like, players are speaking for themselves now. And, yeah. you know, we can all talk about how crazy his dad is.
2: No, his dad's pretty smart. He but marketed, you know what he, his
0: dad did? He his he dad marketed. sat there and told us that he was building these two kids that were going to be NBA stars, and guess what he
1: did? Yeah, he built two kids. I mean,
0: like, sometimes you got to watch who, who you're mocking in this. I mean, Serena Williams' dad, Richard Williams, was, Same thing. was, was beat up for a long time in society. And uh, for, you know, all his proclamations about Serena and Venus and— Earl Woods was criticized a little bit for, and I'm not saying that that's necessarily the, what the goal is in raising your child, but when the parent proclaims that to be the goal and then they fulfill it, maybe society should watch what they're criticizing if it's something abnormal to what they're used to.
2: Yeah, and the bottom line is he did, two, two of his kids did get there. Right. And that's, uh, you know, how hard it is for.
1: There's three of them, right?
2: Yeah, there's three. I guess one's in the G League, right? Right. Yeah. But this one, like. You know, he, he's good. He's he, like a he's 10-time really All-Star. Yeah, I'm I, I'm I'm buying after seeing him uh, prepping for the game and seeing him tonight. I, I'm buying him for sure.
1: Did you hear my comments during the ball game? Because a couple of years ago, David and I had this little wasn't really a spat, but sure, let's just he, he make was, it into something bigger he than us. Really <laughs> thought that when guys get as good as we'll just lose the mellow Ball as an example coming out of high school, that they should bypass college, go straight to Australia? Like oh about um, (laughs) i can make my own argument if you want me to (laughs) i still believe it and get a couple of years of experience and then come back
0: if i was a dad of a top 20 pick i would never send my kid to college they don't restrict how long a violinist can practice they don't restrict how long a choir can practice they only restrict how long a basketball player can practice my kid's a top 20 pick. He's going to make more money than that violinist or that drummer or that soloist on everything he does playing hoop. And you know what he's going to go do for a year? He's going go play hoop. And he's going to do, do it in a professional setting with the right people around him, and I'll get an agent, and I'll take the money, and you'll get me my weight training, and I'll go spend a year to prepare no differently than every other kid in college is allowed to, except for a basketball player.
1: Okay, so how many European players, there's more now than ever before? That was the route that most of them was taking right, I mean, actually the one that's so interesting is boyan Bogdanovich, who said that
0: if he'd come to the he wishes he'd come to the u s earlier so he could actually even practice more as an n b a player Just in the, the NBA opposite, teaching huh? setting in yeah. Europe, so once as a pro he's saying, I shouldn't have spent as much time in Europe, I should have come here earlier because the teaching's better, but I mean I'll be interested in what Tim says, i mean, like Tim coached in college like i'm sorry like
2: I no know. i I get it i i I would. I think coach, college coaches just screw the kids up anyway. So send them the. <laughs> How many just screw
1: up, man? God I'm way. just
2: kidding. <laughs> I'm just joking. Uh, now that I'm out, I can say that.
0: That's right. Well, the other one that I mean, because college staffs are so limited, the amount of time that college coaches have to spend recruiting compared to the amount of time practicing means that it's very hard to give those kids enough hours on the court doing what you could do if you don't have to, any restrictions.
2: Yeah, I buy that for sure.
0: The college system's not built for the player.
2: No, it's built for the college.
0: Right, and then the coach. And the coach, yeah. John Calipari.
3: <laughs> not uh, going as well this year.
0: Yeah, I think his paycheck's the same.
3: Yeah, that's probably true. All right, record-setting night, gentlemen. Thank you very much for your work. Thanks, guys. The Jazz win tonight, one thirty-eight to one twenty-one, beating the Charlotte Hornets. We're breaking it down next on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night post game show right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, coach Tim Lacombe. Jazz beat the Hornets tonight 138 to 121. And in the process, uh, in fact, Tim, let's lead off with it, right? Let's get to the three-point feature. Sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union, helping members achieve their financial dreams for more than 80 years. Tonight, the Jazz made a franchise record 26 threes. They did it on 50 attempts, shooting 52% Boyan Bogdanovich, seven of 10 from three. He had 31 points tonight. Uh, Donovan Mitchell, five of nine. He had 30. Mike Conley, four of seven from three. He had 16. Uh, Let's see here. Uh, Coming in off the bench, Joe Ingles was two for four. Uh, Jordan Clarkson, three of eight. Mie Oni, one of one.
2: George Niang, one for four. They shot the lights out tonight, Tim. And you know what they also did? They passed the ball incredibly well. Um, I would bet the majority of those threes, you know, there were some dribble into, but majority of those were absolutely pinpoint passes uh, against the defense. And guys were ready to shoot. It is so hard to shoot this percentage. And the Jazz just continue to make shots um, and play to their strengths. They, they, they spread the floor. They space it great. Uh, they're sharing the ball uh, amazingly right now. Yeah. Something you've had your eye on all season long. And at the beginning of the season, the
3: assist numbers were, were not good. I mean, bottom of the league, not good to have 32
2: assists on 48 made shots is, that's a number that's got to make the coach and you happy. You, you see that. And, and then you look down the list and it's a little bit of everybody, right? Just like you were just reading the three point shots, but you know, Royce has two and Boyan has five. There was a funny moment where he was on a three on one break. He just made a three and, um, and instead of making the kind of the easy pass, he stepped back and hit a three. And Joe doubled over. There was a timeout called, and he was laughing so hard that Boyan shot it in that situation. Um, but Boyan had five assists. Um, you know, Donovan had five, and Joe had 11. He led the team with 11 assists. Double-double double for Joe tonight. Absolutely. It's just, a, just an amazing team kind of phenomenon that's going on right now with the Jazz. As for the Hornets, Lamelo
3: Ball was very good. 14 of 27, 34 points, eight assists, and four rebounds uh, tonight for Lamelo Ball. Gordon Hayward had 25. Uh, I, you know, I'm I'm right there with you guys. I came away uh, really impressed with Lamelo. I don't know if I'm jumping on the Magic Johnson train quite yet, but he's he he sure played well tonight.
2: Well, I don't see. I guess there are there are parts of his game that I agree with David. I think inter, open court and transition. He's he's a magic passer. He's He's got that showtime element to him. Um, I still believe, you know, to be magic, you've got to be that kind of competitor. And I think that's the verdict that's kind of out on LaMelo. My take on him is it never really matters what the score is. It's how many points I have. What are my numbers? That's kind of what it's always felt like with the Ball brothers. And until they flip that switch, you know, I know his dad – you know, we, David was talking about we, and we've said we've given him credit for being the marketing sensation he is, but the competitive element of the kids—that's the part that I, I I worry about a little bit. Well, uh, Lamelo certainly looked good tonight, and
3: you can see why uh, Charlotte was uh, was high on him. And and like I said, you know, Charlotte is due before the game in the in the pregame. Charlotte's due a good draft pick. They've picked a, they've picked high in the draft for a long, long time. Uh, you and I uh, continued to rattle off the draft misses. Uh, during the game tonight, that uh, that they've had under Michael Jordan as as an owner, it's really astounding. So maybe they've hit on one, and maybe Lamelo Ball is that guy. He certainly has an all around game, and he's got I think he's got a, a better NBA build than his brothers. Well, certainly his younger or older brother Lonzo does.
2: Look what he did for Bismack Biyombo tonight too. Like he had a great night, but he just set him up on everything. You know that's t- what a, what a great player can do for you. All right, your final,
3: uh, the Jazz beat the Hornets 138 to 121. With that, we'll say goodnight to our network stations. Our next broadcast, funny game, uh, game time, Sunday at 11 a.m. So the Jazz are playing on Super Bowl Sunday, but tip-off from Indiana against the Pacers is going to be at 11. For those of you sticking around with us, we'll have postgame sound for you, and we'll continue to break this one down next right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night post game show right here on the Jazz Radio Network. It's brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru Utah's only negotiation free Subaru retailer. Your final score: Jazz beat the Hornets one thirty eight to one twenty one. Jake Scott, Tim Lacombe with you. We will get uh, we will get to uh, Quinn Snyder coming up here momentarily. But let's get into your sharp stats of the game. Brought to you by the Les Olson Company. Les and Company, your office technology partner. Uh, Tonight, uh, the Jazz shot the lights out, 55% from the field, 48 of 87, 52% from three, a franchise record 26 made threes on 50 attempts. The Jazz were led by Boyan Bogdanovich, who continues to be red hot, 31 points on 10 of 15 shooting. Uh, Donovan Mitchell added 30 on uh, 10 of 18 shooting. He also had five assists and three rebounds. Mike Conley tonight, 16 points. Uh, Rudy Gobert, another double-double, 12 points and 15 rebounds. Royce O'Neal with nine to go along with two assists. Royce only had one rebound tonight. That's that's kind of a weird phenomenon, the way he's been rebounding. No kidding. Joe Ingles, as we said, with a double-double, 10 points, 11 assists for Joe. He also had four rebounds. And Jordan Clarkson, 6-4, 15, 15 points, three of eight from three. And uh, it seemed like everybody shot the ball really well tonight.
2: Yeah, it was it was a, kind of a slow start. You know, the Jazz came out and settled uh, and really didn't make – Uh, Charlotte worked very much defensively Uh, once they kind of broke that and and started to uh, kind of exert some force and will on the game it really was kind of over and uh, a huge part of it I mean Boyan goes seven for ten from three you know we it's been a week ago or ten days ago we were talking about man he gets back look out I would say look out because he's he's back I think he's had several good games in a row here.
3: Yeah, he's absolutely back and uh, played well. Interestingly enough, and, and correct me if I'm wrong on this when I go back through the box scores, but he was the one who actually had a good game against the Nuggets, even oh, in right. that loss. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's kind of um, kept building on that since. And you knew what was going to come around with that guy. I remember, uh, it, you know, I think it was, uh, was it is it Mark Stein, the NBA report. I think that's who it was who, uh, who tweeted out, you know, if the Jazz are playing like this now, just wait until their best shooter gets right.
2: And their best shooter, you know, is
3: is right. And he's really shooting the ball well right now.
2: And you know what's great about him, too, is, and you saw it again tonight, he's another guy, like the Jazz traditionally don't play through anybody in the post. You know, they, they get Rudy rolling, and that creates kind of that post presence. But he's kind of become a post presence. You can throw it in there. And it's another way that the defense has, like on a ball screen, how are they going to guard it? But they do a great job when there's a mismatch to go right at it and, and another opportunity to create two on the ball, make a couple passes, and get another, another way to get an open three. All right. Well, let's uh, go back to
3: Charlotte. Let's hear from the coach. Here's Jazz Head Coach Quinn Snyder.
4: Andy Larson, Salt Lake
5: Tribune. When they started out the game kind of switching on you guys a lot with kind of a smaller lineup, and you struggled a little bit and then seemed to figure it out, and obviously the offense got going. What changed? What did you figure out and kind of what did you like against maybe an unusual thing that uh, you haven't seen as much this year?
6: Yeah, well, we knew coming into the game that we'd see different defenses, you know, on and off the ball, um, whether it be, you know, switching one through five, you know, blitzing zone. Um, you know, I, I think the biggest thing, you know, you, you you need we needed to be in attack mode and understand that You know, we can still move the ball. We can still be unselfish. But the key thing was that the ball, you know, got to the paint and we attacked the rim and things would happen from there as opposed to kind of running offense. In order to break the defense down, that was something we needed to do early in the possession um, by just being aggressive. And our guys guys responded to that, obviously.
4: Sarah Todd, Desert News. Hey, Quinn, what can, what can you tell us about um, Mike's injury and maybe how severe it is or um, how he's feeling right now?
6: I've literally just talked to the team. Um, we'll have to make way to get an assessment on where he is from our performance staff, health performance staff.
4: Kristen Kenny, Joss TV.
6: Overall, Coach, just, you know, Hornets obviously made the run there late as well, but how would you evaluate just your overall defense in this one tonight? Well, you know, they're every night, you know, teams are different, just like the way that they play defensively against us. And, you know, they had multiple ball handlers out there. Um, Gordon, Rozier, you know, Lamella ball had a good game, um, Monk, Graham, you know, a lot of those guys that could make plays. Um, so it was a, it was a different type of game from that standpoint. Um, you know, I thought we did a pretty good job. You know, they got going on in a little pick and roll late. Um, you know, but I didn't think, I thought we lost our focus a little bit, to be honest. And, and particularly on the offensive end, and then that carries over. But, um, you know, I hate to try to make sweeping statements about our defense without watching the film. Um, obviously, we did some good things, um, but there was a stretch there where I thought they they got too many things at the rim.
3: Okay, that's it. Thank you, Coach. There you go. Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder. His team wins 138 to
2: 121. Anything stand out to you, uh, Tim, from coach? The the last piece he talked about, um, it's always interesting because you do, as you watch a game, you feel like you've got a, a read on what happened. But, you know, Quinn's smart because he's not going to make a, a sweeping statement until he goes back and watch the film. There's so many nuances and things you just can't see from your vantage point. Uh, I, I thought that was an interesting statement. Um, and, and, you know, it, it's definitely something that I've, I've dealt with. You think you, I don't know how many times, you, you know, I've come with an idea of what went wrong or what went right. And you get home and watch it and it's just a little bit different than you thought. Uh, it seemed to think maybe before reviewing the fi-
3: film, they gave up a little much at the rim. I, I'm trying to kind of process that to, to think
2: if I can, and LaMelo Ball certainly got to the rim pretty well tonight. I think that was, he was the one that really kind of hurt him the most. Um, They they got off to a pretty good start, you know, and they did get deeper than I've seen teams get, but then they cleaned it up for a spell. Um, I I think it makes a difference, too, when Mike's not out there as much as it helps or is for, you know, offensively. I think he's proved that he's really good in pick and roll and, you know, maybe just has a better understanding angles and things like that.
3: And you heard Coach Snyder not going to give uh, an update, did not know about Mike Conley. The official report is he left the game with hamstring tightness. Now, you know, people kind of, uh, you know, shudder a little bit because he missed some games last year with hamstring uh, hamstring issues. But it's the other hamstring, if that gives anybody any relief. Last year was the left hamstring. He went out tonight with the right. You know, hamstrings can linger, so you hope he, he gets that right. But uh, at least it's a different one, I suppose.
2: And he's the one guy, you know, that, he's been a big part of why they've been really good in all the spurts, you know, as we've talked about ad nauseum, his plus minus. So uh, developing story, um, but, you know, obviously feel like Joe had 11 assists tonight and and did a good job down the stretch of controlling things. Um, It's the luxury of having him there. Hopefully you don't have to go to it. Uh, How about this stat I'm just seeing
3: on Twitter? Uh, This, this is great. Uh, Gordon Hayward tonight was 25, 10 and five. And uh, at least this tweeter says, I don't believe he scored in the second or fourth quarters. I'll have to double check on
2: that. That's kind of funny. That actually uh, feels from, again, watching it, uh, that actually feels right. But that's something we should go back and look at.
3: Yeah, I'll have to go back and check and and see if that's true. Because Gordon did. I mean, you look at the stat line, 25, 10, and 5. But as uh, the Hornets were kind of making their push, uh, as futile as it may have been, it was when Gordon was off the floor.
2: And I'm telling you, that's my honest, honest to goodness as I watch this, you know, I know everybody had plans for this guy here, but it it worked out for the best. And I just don't believe he's got the temperament that's, you know, that is required to be a leader on a on a championship contender.
3: Well, I don't think that Charlotte is going to be a championship contender. So not
2: not at least not this year. At least. uh, No, no. At least not this year. Zeller seems to be outmanned a lot.
3: He does. I, and you and I uh, were talking about this. Uh, very surprised that he was the fourth pick in the draft.
2: And correct me if I'm wrong, but Giannis was 15 in Giannis the same
3: draft. was 15. Wow. All right, give me one more sec here, Tim. Tread water for one more second. I'm, I'm just funneling through to see if uh, Hayward actually scored in Z- the second and fourth.
2: So Zeller, um, Zeller obviously was a great college player. But man, oh man, oh man. Um, that that was a, f- a vast overreach to take him at four.
3: That's pretty crazy. So Gordon Hayward had 25 points tonight, and didn't score in the second or fourth quarters. Way to go, David on Twitter. That was a that was a good observation by right you. David's now. getting followed. Yeah, how about that? You come that? up with a nugget like that. That's amazing. You just score 25 points in a game, but do it, I guess, in a half. Well, in we've a seen way. it a little
2: bit. Like we talked about Luca that way. It wasn't that dramatic, but. There's you know it, it, there was a chance there where Charlotte could have possibly taken that game over in the first um, but it never really ends up that way because obviously, obviously are going to have a run, but for him not to score in the you said in the fourth quarter is I mean that's it, when they made their run that's pretty interesting.
3: that is interesting, but after all, I mean that was kind of his rep here right who hit that big shot in the playoffs in the fourth quarter against the Clippers It was Joe Johnson who went and got it. ISO Joe, man, that was an amazing play. He his little run here in Utah was a fun. I one, loved him, Joe. man. Seriously, you know what he was? He had a really cool personality. He uh he really liked it here too. Somebody had told him to um, get a spot in Park City when he first got here, and he loved it. He loved it. He was just you know up the canyon or whatever, and out and away from everything. He he was – his run here was interesting. That – I mean, that shot, he made He made all
2: his money. He was worth every penny they paid him oh, just for with sure. that one
3: shot in the playoffs. Yeah,
2: we used to joke about that with – when we'd bring recruits in, your your goal was that they would help you win it one game. That you tangibly say, they helped us win that game. Yep. And, you know, most guys, you could get there. But, yeah, that was – I agree with you. That was everything. Joe was – Joe, Joe had, his little deal took it, kind of took on a life of his own around here, too. It was fun to watch. It did.
3: He was he was popular. All the, He talked about the hot yoga and all of that. All right. Uh, Go Where Love Takes You in the all-new, completely redesigned 2021 Subaru Outback, available now at Mark Miller Subaru, uh, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Your final. The Jazz beat the Hornets tonight from Charlotte, 138 to 121. We'll get you some player sound coming up right around the corner, right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night post game show on the Jazz Radio Network brought to you by Mark Miller, Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer. Your final Jazz beat the Hornets 138 to 121. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe with you. We'll get some player sound coming up here momentarily, but let's get a look at your points in the paint. Brought to you by Serta Pro Painters. Call one 800 go or visit certapro.com That's Serta with a C. We do painting. You do life. Points in the paint tonight. Uh, the Hornets outscored the Jazz big, actually in the paint, 64 to 44. That might be a little bit of what uh, Coach Snyder was talking about when uh, he said the Hornets were getting to the rim. But on a night where you make 26 out of 53s, eh, I'm not sure the the points in the paint are as critical.
2: Yeah, you just don't want it to become a thing, and that's why Quinn mentioned it. You know, it's I think that's an area the Jazz have been really good in. Um, there probably was a little more penetration tonight, guys getting deep against the, the jazz and Quinn just wants to make sure that doesn't become a thing but I agree with you this the stats interesting because it means different things on different nights but tonight uh, obviously with the jazz shooting the ball the way they did that that was the majority of the damage on their side
3: well it probably means it's a night where a team decides to game plan differently than the hawks did the other night where the hawks were just going to hug all the shooters and you know if they were going down they weren't going down uh, by by the 3 uh, by the 3 and Charlotte played – now, now this is probably something to be optimistic about. Charlotte tried to play the switchy defense. Now, maybe they're not as equipped to do that as, say, the Clippers or the Lakers, but it has given the Jazz problems in the past. And outside of a little bit in the first quarter, they handled it
2: fine. Yeah, and the switchy defense is uh, – with this type of shooting and the versatility, it's not as big a thing as as in the past. You know, the difference is this year you, you skip it to a guy like Bojan who can – you know, basically start to back down a smaller guy or you can shoot the three or you can shot fake and drive. He's got all those options. And you think about that jazz team from last year, year before, um, and it's always, you know, there's never that fourth guy out there that can always make a play. Even when you go to George and Yang, he's always really good at it too. So just one of the great things about having four shooters on the floor. All right, let's go back to Charlotte. Let's check in
3: with the players. Let's get things started with Joe Ingles. All right, we'll get started with Eric Walden,
5: Salt Lake Tribune. Hey Joe, so you had 11 assists tonight and you played some huge minutes, especially in the fourth quarter when Don was out with foul trouble and, and Mike was back in the locker room. What were you trying to do during that time to kind of just keep things going and, and what made you guys so successful in that stretch?
7: Um, yeah, I mean, obviously just try and I didn't realise Mike went back for a minute there and then obviously just um, not try to keep us afloat, but just keep keep us playing the way we are playing at the level we are playing. I think we were playing reasonably well. Uh, we obviously gave up a, a lead at one point there, but um, yeah, just try and kind of keep the game flowing the, the way it was. And They were mixing up different styles of deer. They were switching. They were up, the ombo was up high at the end there and we could obviously get it over the top and kind of get it to shoot it on the weak side. So... Um, yeah, just try and obviously just try and play the style that we normally play. Uh, I think, as you guys know, like whether whether someone's in or out or, or however it is, guys can step up and, um, yeah, just obviously an opportunity to have the ball a bit more with with Mike being out and, and Don in found trouble there at end.
6: Kristen Kenny, just TV. Joe, we talked so much about bogey and his shooting his scoring but on a night like tonight seven rebounds four assists I mean what are those other things that he's doing what are you seeing there as far as like the other ways he's making an impact night in and night out
7: yeah I mean he's no different to the rest of our team he's bought into the way we want to play Um, obviously him spacing and shooting the ball is a very very good thing for us um but he also knows at times if we get him in the post or or the way they play him um, he, he's going to have to get off the ball sometimes. So um, he, he's a good decision maker and, and will make the right read. Um, I, think, I think we we want him, kind of especially him and, and Donovan and those guys to stay as aggressive as possible. But um, obviously, making the right read at the right time. And um, I mean, he should rebound. He's six eight and way more athletic than me, so he should get a, a few rebounds every game. Oh, yeah, just obviously at the end of the day, play the right way, play the way we want to play, and uh, yeah, he's a big part of that.
4: Tony Jones, The Athletic.
8: Joe, are you as a team um, starting to um, feel a little bit more comfortable against teams that switch one through five uh, without regard? Um, and are you guys doing anything uh, differently to attack or – you know, is it just kind of reading and reacting, and, and just trying to be patient?
7: Yeah, I, I think the biggest thing is reading and reacting. I think um, they didn't start off switching. I think the first play of the game, Rudy threw uh, Donovan through to Rudy for a dunk, and so they, they have coach told us before the game they they mix up their defense. They kind of fly around and they do different things. So once they did go to switching, it's just a matter of. Um, figuring out kind of what they're doing, how they're doing it. Um, a lot of the time beyond ball and stuff will up and we could skip to the corner or get it to Rudy or Fave on that half or and we'll make it make plays out of, out of that spot. So, uh, a lot of it is, is read and react. If we, if we get a switch and a, a bigs on me or, or Donovan trying to, trying to break the paint, um, and obviously kick out shooters or, or finish at the rim if we can. So, um, yeah, a lot of it's just kind of off how they play. Um, which is on our team, obviously. To, the coach can't be calling out what to do every every possession, so we've got to be able to be out there and realize realize they're switching, realize they're blitzing, realize whatever the defense is. And um, I mean, for a big part of it, they were, were switching, so I think we were we were pretty good at it. Like I said before, we we gave up the lead a little bit, and um, we're lucky to kind of finish off there. They were making some shots. We we can't really let that happen, and, um, but we'll, we'll take the win and we'll learn from it and move on to the next one.
3: All right, that's it. Thanks,
7: Joe.
3: Joe Ingles with a double, double tonight, coach. 10 points, 11 assists, four rebounds, even had a block. That's right, you heard me. Joe Ingles had a block shot tonight. He's 3 of 5 shooting, 2 of 4 from 3, 2 of 2 at the line, and
2: Joe just being Joe. Yeah, and he talks the game like a coach. I love listening to his comments um, because he does really understand the game. Uh, I, Quinn said in the pregame there's you know there's different levels of understanding some guys see their defender and they can read and do what you know the signals tell on their defender. there's other guys that can see one help guy and then there's others that can see the whole floor Joe's one of those guys that sees everything on the floor and, and does a great job of identifying everybody's strengths and trying to get them the ball you know to their strength he, that's why he's connected so well with Rudy because he understands and you know gives Rudy exactly what Rudy needs to be successful. Yeah, it's it's you know it's it's pretty remarkable.
3: We, you know, Joe's one of those players, and I, I'm sure there are plenty of players in the NBA that uh, that actually mean it when they say it. But we we hear a lot of people talk about being a team player and trying to make others better and looking for teammates and trying to get others going. You know, I don't know how many players out there back it up quite like Joe Ingles backs it up. I mean the biggest complaint about the
2: guy for his entire time here is he doesn't shoot enough. It's pretty amazing. And I don't feel like that's a thing anymore. Um, I think we talked about why the scheme's different. The, yeah. the freedom's there for Joe now. So it's not a, a, Hey, should I do this or this? Now he's just, re now he's just playing and, and trusting his instinct. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um,
3: Uh, As far as uh, the bigs tonight, Rudy Gobert had 12 points, uh, 15 rebounds. Uh, Rudy, uh, after having a couple of tough shooting nights, was 4 of 4 tonight. Maybe Cody Zeller had something to do with that. And Favors was 3 of 4 coming in off the bench. So, what, uh, (laughs) Rudy and Derek tonight were 7 of 8?
2: Not bad. I mean, that coupled with the damage you're doing from perimeter, it just tells you how, you know, how just explosive this offense can be and the fact that it's not a one trick pony. There's, you know, it can, it can like, it's got balanced run and pass. If you're talking Super Bowl football terms, they can do it up. They can do both, you know, and they'll exploit whatever you don't do well.
3: All right, let's get some more player sound. Let's go back to Charlotte Donovan Mitchell addressing the media.
4: We'll start with Sarah Todd does right News. Don, how much does it sort of shake you guys up or make you think a little bit differently or start to approach things a little bit differently when a guy like Mike, who's so integral to everything that you do, is not in the lineup anymore?
8: I'm not gonna lie, I was really like you get consumed in the game. It works one of two ways because sometimes it happens. If it happens early, you notice it, but like it was so late in the game that it was kind of for me, I speak for myself, but like for me, it was like, all right, like we gotta figure out, you know, being the point, whatever. Then there are times where it's like you know, I've had it for three possessions. Joe's had it. think we look for that. We look for Mike. You know, to kind of Mike has just a way of being out there and kind of calling, calling stuff, seeing things, and you know, we definitely missed that presence on the offensive and the offensive mind that he has. Um, so that was definitely one thing we, we definitely missed going down the stretch, just to kind of settle us down in certain instances. But it also raised our awareness. You know, myself uh, and Joe and Boyan. Particularly the three ball handlers, just how we go about what we do on offense, how we get into it. You, you don't necessarily run the same actions because we have a guy uh, like Mike out, but I think you know we. He, I think he's fine, you know. Uh, but I think the biggest thing is just you know trying to find ways. We always say next man up, but being able to think, you know, think and think
5: even more when the guy like that is up.
4: Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune.
5: Don, you guys set another new franchise record for threes made tonight with 26 total. Uh, what was working so well for you in terms of just finding open looks?
8: Um, you know, they kind of play, um, they play defense, you know, kind of like helter skelter. And I don't mean that in a negative way. I mean that like they use their length and their activity um to their advantage, you know, and it's kind of there just out there, you know, trying to get into the passing lanes, pick you up full court, trap you, do different things. So they do a good job. I think they they they're like top five top 10 in the league and turn, t- turning people over. Um, so for us, it's really important that we kind of focused on just being, you know, pass fix, being solid. You know, I, I had four turnovers, but that was the most to, tonight. But I think, you know, 16 as a team, but I think the biggest thing is being solid, you know, trying to make the right reads. I think that's what got us at the end of the game, particularly when we when they brought it when they brought it back. Uh, whether it was, you know, Royce driving the closeouts, going off two feet, making certain plays, making certain reads. They do a good job, you know, getting out there and rotating and, and exiting out. But we, we did, I think we did a good job of just continuing to be precise. We slipped up a little bit in the end of the third and beginning of the fourth, but we, we took care of
4: business. Ben Anderson,
5: KSLsports.com. Uh, along those lines, Donovan, I think you had four assists in the first quarter and they adjusted to you and you kind of went on your scoring run. Uh, how, you've talked about your passing improving. How, how have you changed your just ability to read what the defense is doing from when you got into the league? To now, and do you notice it right away? What when you have the ball, or when you're running a play, or does it take a few possessions?
8: Um, I think you know the biggest thing for me is is just seeing it over and over again for four years straight. You know, you look at a guy like Chris Paul. You know, everybody talks about his his vision, how how he's immaculate in passing, but he's seen it for 17 years. You know, granted, he's he's really good, but I think for me, it's just about reps. You know, you can't simulate how to read a blitz in in, in open gym or in your similar workouts. It's just seeing you know, it over and over again. And then the willingness, you know, watching film. Um, I told you before I even got to the bubble, that was my biggest thing I wanted to improve on because I saw spots where guys were open. So now I'm getting to those same spots and it's not necessarily jacking up a shot. It's okay. Maybe not even a pass to a to a score. It's a pass, pass or a pass to whatever, but just being able to make the simple read and slowing down. We um, look at, I watched film for myself from rookie year and I'm like, man, a kid had no idea what he's what he's doing sometimes. But um, I think that's really, you know, just my development, looking on the film, finding where guys are open. And, you know, when you see, when you play teams, you know, for four years straight, you kind of get a sense of how they're going to guard you. Um, there's not many ways defense can really guard you um, that I haven't seen before. So now it's about manipulating it and finding guys. And then when you have shooters the way we do, you can throw it up, down, left, right. You know, guys are hitting shots, so that definitely helps. And then you have Rudy and Fave on the road, uh, which is which has been phenomenal. So it's been, it's, it's, it helps when you have guys like my teammates who encourage me, you know, when I'm, when I'm going through certain turnover days, but just continuing to work on it and then they make shots, it makes my life easy too.
6: Kristen
4: Kenny, Jazz TV.
6: Don, this is a look ahead, cause I'm not sure when we're gonna get to talk to you guys, but looking ahead to Sunday with the Pacers, fifth in the East, Sabonis and Brogdon. I mean, what, what just stands out to you about this team? I've even had much time to even look at film on this team. Uh,
8: they were, did they win the game? I think they lost on the the, the one the Pelicans tonight, but they're a steady team. You know, Malcolm Brogdon's a hell of a player. Uh, Miles, Miles Turner's a, a huge rim presence. Um, uh, Sabonis is, you know, double-double machine, you know, uh, that being an all-star again. I um, think it's Lamb and, and Holiday over there. They, they got a bunch of guys that can go over there. Um, and I think that's the biggest thing. They compete, they fight hard. Um, they're not, it's not going to be like you know, a game where we just come in, you know, we, we may get up, we may get down, but we just got a team to be us. They're, they're a really talented team. They can do a lot of, a lot of good things, but for us, just got to do what we do. Um, and the biggest thing from tonight, you know, that was kind of unacceptable is how we let the team, how we let them back in the game. you know, and as we play teams with this upcoming stretch, we do that. You know, we don't, we don't sit the pull, pull the win up, you know, because I think that's the biggest thing is just being able to keep our edge throughout the entire 48 minutes um, that's our, that's our challenge. You know, it's going to be another challenge on Sunday. We're going to be ready for it.
4: Steve Reed, AP.
8: <clears throat> ah, Steve, you're on uh, mute.
5: Steve, sorry. My bad, Don. Um, uh, I was going to ask your initial impressions of Lamello. I mean, he had uh, you know career high 34 points and, you know, first time he played against them, you know, in, in the league, I just wonder, you know, what were your impressions of his game? You say that, I was going to end my press conference talking about it. And he's good.
8: Um, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm I'm very impressed with just his, one, his, his playmaking ability, his, his his competitiveness, but just his joy. You know, I don't think I've ever seen him not smile throughout the entire game. And I think that's something that I, I do. You know, it's just, it's just enjoying that he's there, uh, that he's here. Um, he's, he's he's very talented. He can do many different things. You know, I didn't really know what to expect. You know him coming from Australia and kind of his route to get here, uh, but he's 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 the real deal, and I'm, I'm very impressed with him and you know how he how he went about not just tonight but how he's been playing. I think he's averaged like 26 over the last five games or whatever. But he's he's the real deal. I'm impressed.
4: Last question, Nicole from Tap Deportes. Hi,
9: Danovan from Puerto Rico. This game on the road is almost the almost done. So what is your balance at the moment and what is your learning to continue the season?
8: Um you know, the biggest thing is just finding ways to improve. I think for us as a team, I said it like tonight, you know, we we were up 20 and then we kind of gave up that lead. Like we have to stop doing that. Like that has to stop, you know. Like I said, with this stretch coming up, we have a tough stretch with the our opponents coming from the east. Um I think that's that's gonna be one of the biggest things like the team we wanna be, yeah. We're in first, but you know, but I think the team that we want to be ultimately doesn't let the team back in into a nine-point game. You know, you take that 20-point lead and we get it to 25, 30, you know, little things, turnovers, miss blockouts, um whatever it is, getting into the play, initiating the offense, you know, not letting them kind of because when you're down 20, you play loose, not letting them really dictate, you know, what we do. Let's continue to be that same team for the full 48 minutes, and that's gonna be one of our biggest things. Um, going forward and just continuing to keep our foot on the gaps. And we've done a solid job of it. Tonight was a little bit of a, a little bit of a letdown, you know, we won the game and all, but I think we, we, we realize what we can improve on and that's going to be the biggest thing throughout the entire season, just continuing to to take it to that next level. Are we doing a good job of it now? We get, we can do it even better. And um, it's going to be the ultimate test for us.
4: All right. That's it. Thank you, Donovan.
3: Uh, there's Donovan Mitchell who was great tonight. Thirty points on ten of eighteen shooting, five assists and three rebounds. Uh he he talked about a lot there. I, I couldn't help but laugh a little bit at uh, at the end where, you know, Donovan harping on, hey, when we're up twenty five on these teams, we need to stay up twenty five. It just kinda makes me chuckle. Gotta find something to, to kinda harp on, I guess.
2: And then he the last his last sentence he said next level. You know, take it to the next level, which is a shack, you know. Maybe a little shack. Oh, comment. I didn't even
3: uh, I didn't even catch that. Yeah, it was kind of mm. clever. Mm. Got to love Donovan Mitchell. Talks about his teammates a lot. I mean, I feel like we say this uh, every time we hear him in the post game. It's amazing. He he always tries to give his teammates credit first, and and even when asked questions about himself, he always seems to find a way to mix those guys in. And
2: that's what that's what you want out of a leader and a teammate. We've talked about that a bunch, and um, but it's authentic, Donovan not just amongst him, but the whole team, you know, I think there's a a, a lot of really good things going on right now, but I don't know if anything's better than just the chemistry on the team. I think that that's a huge part of the, the fuel for all this to be able to happen.
3: Go where love takes you in the all new, completely redesigned 2021 Subaru Outback available now. Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. .com we'll have more player sound for you uh, coming up next. Uh, in fact, did we get uh, did we get that Alex? Hey, we're going to hear from Gordon Hayward in the next Ooh, segment. So stay nice. tuned for that. Your final from Charlotte. Jazz beat the Hornets 138 to 121 right here on the Jazz Radio Network. jazz game night post game show here on the jazz radio network brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru Utah's only negotiation free Subaru retailer 138 to 121 is your final jazz beat the Hornets Let's see. Let's get, a, let's get your Master of the Glass tonight. Uh, brought to you by Safe Light Auto Glass, the local vehicle glass expert, back for another great year of basketball and proud to be the preferred auto glass partner of the Utah Jazz. Safe Light is also proud to present this year's Master of the Glass rebound program. At the end of the regular season, Safe Light will donate $5 for each rebound secured by this year's team rebound leader. Royce O'Neal's uh, run as, as Master of the Glass lasted one game. Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert is your master of the glass tonight, uh, with 15 rebounds, two offensive rebounds. Uh, the Jazz total out-rebounded Charlotte 44 to 40. Weird. Royce O'Neal didn't have a, uh, a great night on the glass. He only had one rebound, which is strange for him. But Bogdanovich had seven. So did Favors coming off the bench. So it's not like they had. It's not like they struggled on the rebounds tonight.
2: No, they had plenty of there, and uh, the Jazz just didn't miss many shots either, so there weren't as many offensive rebounds to be had. Um, so I'll give Royce a, a pass tonight. He's got to do a better job of at least challenging Rudy for this so there's some drama. All right, let's let's uh, let's continue the postgame uh, player sound
3: rolling. We'll get to go Gordon Hayward coming up here in a few, but let's start things off with uh, Boyan
5: Bogdanovich.
4: All right, we'll get started with Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune.
5: Hey, Boyan, obviously a huge win for you guys tonight, but um, how concerning is it at this point that it, it's becoming a little bit of a habit to kind of let other teams uh, come back at the end and then take a blowout game and turn it into maybe closer than it should be?
9: I mean, we just be, we don't have to be much concerned. I mean, there are all great teams in this league, of course, they're going to have their runs as well. I mean, we have we are on a, on a back-to-back so it was not easy, easy game for us but uh on the end of the day we win the game i mean let's keep this trade going but uh but as you mentioned we got to be we got to be a little bit better because we cannot permit those teams to have like 10 nothing or 12 nothing runs on us but uh, like i said overall we play well they hurt us on, on transition a little bit but uh but win is win
4: Andy Larson,
5: Salt Lake Tribune. Ogie okay, when they're switching like they did today, uh, how how do you decide whether you kind of go into the paint to kind of take advantage of a smaller guard maybe on you, or kind of that slip screen where you're kind of getting open for that three point shot?
9: I mean, we got a we got a set play for for all that situation, and sometimes we didn't see switching this year much, so we kind of adjust during the during the game. So. They put a small guy on 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 Rudy. We gotta also we gotta do a better job moving the ball, but we score hundred 130 points tonight. So it's not about our our offense. I think our defense gotta be on a on a point. I mean that we are top five defensively in the league and, and, and we have to we have to guard. That's the main thing. When we guard and we run on their on their backs. There is no, there is no any switching. There is no matchups. And we are one of the best teams running in transition. So everything starts from, from our defense.
4: Nicole, Tab de Portas.
9: Hi, Boyan. What is your first impression about Lamelo Obor as a young player? I mean, he's he is great. He heard us on, on his, his pick and roll with, game with a, uh, with a Biombo at the end of the game. So He had terrific game, more than 30, 30 points. So he would, he got right future in here in the league. All
4: right. Last question, Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune.
9: Boyan,
5: you hit seven threes tonight. Uh, the, The team had a new franchise record with 26 threes made. What was working so well for you guys in terms of locating those open shots?
9: I mean, they play they play small, so they were trying kind of kind of triple switch, and they were giving us open open trees in uh in a corners. And then we had a we had, like I said, after after great defense, we got a we got a run, and, and, and our point guards are doing doing a great job finding all of all of us on a on a perimeter. So, like I mentioned before, everything starts from from our defense and we guard. We are we are able to run and and and, and shoot those. Those transition
4: threes. All right, that's it. Thanks, Boyan.
3: Boyan Bogdanovich, 31 points tonight, 10 to 15, shooting 7 to 10 from three, seven rebounds, five assists, and is lights out right now.
2: The the other thing, he's doing great, and it shows, again, his comfort level, is he had five assists tonight and not a turnover. His decision-making is getting better because he's got more confidence to shoot it. Uh, or move it, and, you know, when you're in a slump, you want to prove that you can make one. He's certainly done that now, and, and so it just impacts his whole game.
3: Now, if Locke's listening, I want him to plug his ears for a moment, but I do love la, 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 la. I do love that when teams try to put a smaller player on Bogdanovich thinking he's just a, a catch-and-shoot guy, he's going back to the basket and, and making it happen, making him pay for trying to guard him with a smaller guy and making those shots from mid-range.
2: Yeah, and I know, you know, that's a shot. Um, it's different when he, you know, kind of flirts around in the closer to, the, like, the top of the key area. But when he gets that mismatch, I mean, it's as good as a layup, really. And and he's starting to get better at it. So I concur. I yeah, well, concur.
3: If, if, you, if you're going to attempt to guard Bogdanovich with Terry Rozier, I mean. <laughs> that's what you're asking for. That's totally what you're asking for.
2: Mouse in said house. Yeah.
3: And uh, you've liked his back-to-the-basket game for a while now.
2: I, that was, I guess, two things surprised me the most because I'd always thought he was an elite shooter, but his ability to drive it last year and post. Because and, playing in the post is hard. You have to have you know a, a good feel and a good sense of guys around you, and he, he does a great job of, of just getting the ball and getting where it needs to go. All right, let's, uh, let's hear from uh, the former
3: Jazz man now. Uh, Gordon Hayward tonight... Um, did not score in the second or fourth quarter, which still seems crazy to me. But had 25 points, 10 rebounds, five assists. He also added a steal. Um, uh, let's uh, let's give his post game comments a listen.
10: Let's go to Sam Purley. and then Rod Boone. All right, Brian.
5: Uh, Gordon, seems like you guys got off to a, a better start tonight than you did in the Philly game and, and Utah kind of coo- took control in the second there. Was there anything that you guys were doing or is it just kind of them catching fire and it kind of got away from you there uh, after the first quarter?
10: Yeah, I think it was a little bit of both. I mean, um, you know, credit to them. They're a phenomenal team. They move the ball well, um, get open shots, and they knocked they knocked them down. There were some tough ones there that I think they hit, uh, especially... At the end of the first quarter to kind of bring them closer, because I felt like we did start well. Um, but you know, that we went through a, a dry patch on offense and couldn't couldn't throw it in. So um that that definitely hurt.
8: Thank you, Gordon. Let's
1: go Rod. Hey Gordon, uh another injury tonight for you guys, unfortunately, with Devontae going down. Just what's it been like having to juggle? Injuries the first, you know, few weeks of the season, man, just it seemed like every time you guys kind of get somebody back, somebody else goes down. What's that like for you guys right now?
10: Yeah, it's tough. It's always tough. Um, you know, it's something that I think you you have to deal with throughout the course of an NBA season. Hopefully, Taze is not that bad and we can get him back soon. We need him. Um, you know, it's just uh, other people kind of had to step up, but certainly it's it's always tough when people go down from injuries. Let's go to Danny and then Richard. Gordon, Danny Thompson with a three-point conversion.
8: Kind of piggybacking off what you said about the next man up, it seems like the last couple of games you've lost Terry and now you lost Tay tonight, and LaMelo has seemed to grow right in front of your eyes. Can you talk about the way he's grown over the last five games compared to where he was maybe three, four weeks ago?
10: Yeah, I mean, he played really well tonight. Um, You know, he plays with great pace. I've, I've said it before, he's got a great feel for the game already. So I think the more he's able to be, you know, in NBA games with, with getting the experience, the better for him. And, um, you know, we, we, we need him. So uh, I thought he played tremendously tonight.
2: Uh, Gordon, Richard. Richard Walker, uh, Gordon Richard Walker, com. What was it like to get off to a good start with that smallish lineup with you,
10: in essence, at the Power Forward? Yeah, it was good. I mean, I thought we we got some good looks. Um, defensively, we were getting stops. Um stops and stop some rebounds I mean that's the question can we can we get some rebounds especially against a bigger team which we were doing um so that was good I thought we got off to a great start and then like I said I think they hit some tough ones there at the end of the first quarter um uh, to get them closer and and really give them some momentum going into that second quarter and then we we couldn't really like I said throw it in the ocean for a little bit but um certainly was was good for us to get off to that good start
7: let's wrap up with Nick Carboni
9: Uh, Gordon, obviously
5: shorthanded against these two teams with two of the best records, records in the NBA. What do you guys kind of take from the way you played in these two games into Sunday's game?
9: Uh, Yeah.
10: I mean, we, we've had flashes playing really well in both games. Um, You know, tough, really good opponents. And um, for the most part played even except for, you know, one quarter, one quarter has kind of been our downfall in each of those games. Uh, Philly, we get down what 30 to 13 or whatever. And then, playing pretty even the rest of the game, um, you know, tonight that second quarter was, uh, seemed to be our downfall tonight. So, I mean, I think you, you, in losses, you try to take some of the things that you did well and and build on. I think you you also look at all the things you didn't do well and try to improve on them. Certainly Sunday is a huge game for us. And, um, you know, we got to learn from this game and get ready for that one. Thank you, Gordon. There
3: you go. Gordon Hayward tonight, Uh, 25 points, 10 rebounds, and uh, five assists. Didn't talk a whole lot about the Jazz there other than at the beginning to calling them a very good team that can really shoot the basketball.
2: Yeah, he he definitely gave the Jazz props, you know, went out of his way to, to stress how good they were uh, tonight and how good they're playing this year. Um, Got to be an interesting situation sitting in his seat, um, but the, the bottom line is what's done is done, and uh, I don't know that anybody could ever predict the way it went down, but uh, that's the beautiful thing about life, man, choices, and, and then you kind of see where that road takes takes you. It is so interesting,
3: and, and Gordon, uh, his career arc changed because of injury, which you really hate to see, but how many jazz players really have we seen over the years overachieve or at least do you know have the highlight or the high point in their career and then go somewhere else and it's just not the same I mean it happened under Jerry Sloan how many different times I mean most famously you know with uh, with a guy like Darren Williams but uh, you know there's the Shandon Andersons and the Howard Isleys and and even Brian Russell to a certain extent that that had these great runs with Jazz and they went somewhere else and, and couldn't do it again and again it's it's too bad Gordon had that devastating injury it really is I mean that, that was absolutely career-altering, but, you know, he's another example of a player that goes somewhere else and just isn't the same guy. Yeah,
2: and that's that's the risk you take when you change your situation. Um, obviously, he had, you know, other thoughts than than being here. And, um, you know, it, it's amazing how given, you know, again, and I'd forgotten you painted the picture really well today, but how dire a circumstance that really was for this organization and really flew through that whole thing and made just great decision after great decision and ended up, you know, probably being further ahead than where they would have been to be honest with you. I I
3: find that fascinating to think about or or to talk about, you know, would I, I feel like Donovan Mitchell would have emerged regardless. I mean, he's just too good, right? I mean, he's, he's a dynamic, uh, uh, offensive player, certainly great personality leader, all those sorts of things, but would it have been, Stunted if Gordon Hayward were still there, because that remember that team Tim and we talked about this a little bit too. They they didn't have any scoring after Gordon left. They 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 really didn't. You know they had Rodney Hood. You know an aging Joe Johnson, uh, Joe Ingles, who certainly was playing well. But it's not like they had somebody that was just going to step up and fill in for for Gordon Hayward's uh, scoring. I I said on the air. I said the Jazz are going to score seventy points a game. I mean they're just. You know there there was a big time opportunity for somebody who could come in with the confidence to to go out there and fill that role as a rookie, which is just amazing and and what might be even more amazing is that his teammates supported him in doing it because remember his his shot selection as a rookie was it was a little. Fast and loose. Spotty. I, I think that's fair. Spotty. I mean, he aired more on the side of I'm going to get the shot up as opposed to and and actually go back to his sound we played earlier where he was breaking down how he makes reads, uh, responding to a Ben Anderson question and it's it, that wasn't him as a rookie. But point being, I wonder if it would have taken longer for Donovan to emerge as the player that he is.
2: That's what I was going to say. If if you know if it does go that way, and the commitment you just made to Gordon Hayward and this guy's coming in, you know, obviously they probably would have found a way to play them together, but I'll bet you it slows his timeline down big time. I mean, he's a year or two behind where he is right now because the only way you get into this league and, and put your flag in the ground is through experience. You have to get out and play. We're seeing that with LaMelo Ball. There were times where they couldn't play him. He's turning it over too much. Coach sat him down. You know, the bottom line is they have to go through it, and as a coach, you just have to swallow really hard um, but the sooner you can get that process started, the, the faster you can get to a situation where Donovan is now.
3: Donovan scored 20 points a game as a rookie and took the Jazz to the second round of the playoffs. That's it, still amazing to it, think it about.
2: Remarkable, really was.
3: And beat Paul George and Russell Westbrook in the playoffs to to get to that second round. So it's not like they rolled over some team that was dealing with an injury or some team that uh, you know, was at the bottom part of the conference. I mean, they beat what was supposed to be a title contender. And and they did that with with a rookie leading the way. It's still amazing. I mean, they're going to make a movie about that season. Mark my words. As down and out as they were, and the run that they had to go on just to make the playoffs. I swear to you, they need to make a
2: movie. I've I've already started to write the script. Let's do yeah. it. Okay. Let's let's get that going. That and the t shirt business.
3: We've <laughs> we've got side hustles uh, going all over the place. You want in on it, Alex? Alex? Alex looks like he'd be a good editor. You know, he looks like he knows punctuation and grammar and all that stuff. Yeah, that's We do need that because I know that you and I are is a little rough. flawed in that department. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. Go where love takes you in the all-new, completely redesigned 2021 Subaru Outback. Available now at Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. 138 to 121 is your final. Coming up next, we did get one stat tonight from Tyson, even though he wasn't working the game. He was off doing his other gig. He actually sent me the text during the fourth quarter of the Utah women's game that he was calling. How about that for a pro? And I've got one for you, too. All right, I great. Got sent. We'll get to that. Coach Combs' final thoughts, the play of the game as well, coming up next on the Jazz Radio Network.
0: Donovan works out a bogey pick, drives to Hayward, cross-court pass to Ingles, quick release, corner three, good. And that is the franchise record. 26 threes in a game, and there have not been many nights in NBA history with more threes than what the Jazz have done tonight.
3: The play of the game right there from our guy, David Locke. It's brought to you by Larry H. Miller Dealerships for Service Sales and Selection, LHMauto.com, driven by you. Jazz win tonight, 138-121. to 121. Jazz game night post game. brought to you by Mark Miller, Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer. Uh, Jake Scott coach, Tim Lacombe. Uh,
2: do you want to get to your stat first, yeah, Tim let's, or Tyson's? Let's save, let's save Tyson's. Okay. He's the, he's, the, uh, he's the closer. So I got this from Alec Pohl. He said, the Jazz are now tied with three other teams for the longest winning streak again in the league with three in a row. So we lost that game Sunday, and – I got asked by about 100 people in three days, man, is that a sign of bigger problems? Yeah. And, like, no, no, no. See, you're going to lose again. It's going to happen, especially when a team has a record night. Um, and it was more to do with them. But it, it just goes to show you again, we've, you know, a couple of days later, the Jazz, are, that just shows how good they're playing. They're back tied with, uh, is it the Lakers and the Toronto Raptors, three game winning streak. So, how about that? Not quite eleven, but uh, on the way. On the way, you gotta you gotta have three before you get eleven.
3: And by the way, there's a lot of uh, um, mediocre basketball, in a sense that uh, maybe mediocre is not the right word. But there's a lot of 500 basketball going on right now in the NBA, which is which is a little bit strange. It's the teams at the top of both conferences, and then it's a bunch of teams hovering around right around 500. So. Not a lot of winning streaks going on. And I, I don't know if that is a COVID thing. I, I tend to think it's a no home court advantage That's thing. what I think it is. Yeah. yeah. There's just no, because you,
2: you get a kick of momentum. And right. It's just not there.
3: You know, one thing on this, uh, this COVID situation, there's really nothing good, uh, good about it. And we would rather see these buildings filled with fans who are going nuts for their team, obviously. But it is a weird kind of experiment on how important fans really are. And uh, I'm going to keep an eye on certainly the road and home records uh, going forward. But, it, you know, if you didn't think there was much of a home court advantage before, I don't know. Because uh, I was one of those guys. I don't know how much home court really means in the NBA. It means a ton in college basketball, but how much does it mean in the NBA? And it, I think it, this thing's proven that fans
2: actually mean quite a bit. That and the comfort of just, you know, um, being – being at your place, that coupled with the, the crazy crowds, obviously that's definitely a momentum thing, and and that affects the outcome. All right. Actually, Tyson uh, just got another one to me. So we actually have three from
3: Tyson tonight. So far, I don't know. he could We could have another one pop Keep up refreshing. here at, at any moment. Um, our friend Tyson, he does uh, stats for the television broadcast on at and Sportsnet. You can follow him at TyEwing2, at tyewing I N G Two. He also does radio play-by-play for uh, the uh, Utah women's basketball team. So uh, he was doing that tonight, not even working the game, and still got us a couple of nuggets here. All right, you ready to roll? Ready to roll. The Jazz will break uh, an NBA record uh, this year, I have confidence, because check this out. Utah hit 20-plus threes for the ninth time this season. They are now fifth all-time in 20-plus three-point games. They have nine. The 2016-2017 Rockets had 10. The 2019, 2020 Mavericks had eleven. The 1920 Rockets had 13. And the 1819 Rockets had 18. Jazz already have nine. I mean, they're gonna blow it completely
2: out of the water. And
3: not even play an eighty-two game schedule. Exactly. By the way. Right. Do That's pretty amazing. Games. Yep. That is that is pretty amazing. But to be halfway to the record, um, and let me let's see how many games are we in? I always have to remind me. 23 games in. That thing's going down. Book it. Book it. Uh, All right, this
2: is Donovan's 49th career 30-plus point game. Wow. Uh, He just, again, makes it look easy. What he's really done, he's become an elite shooter, too. You know, he is, when he gets that thing, that is, it's in. He's just he's playing with great confidence. Well, as Locke tells us all the time, he's the best catch-and-shoot
3: guy in the league. Have I ever told you? (laughs) He even told us that when he came on my show this week. Uh, all right, the Jazz had uh, – here's the last one. This one's for you, Coach. I, I think you're going to like this one. The Jazz had 32 assists. This is the most they've had in a game since December seventh, 2019 versus Memphis.
2: What was that one?
3: Uh, I don't know how many they had totally. I don't got you. Included. We could look it up real quick.
2: That's no, all right. No, we don't need to do that. I felt like Gordon. I thought you had it. No, Marco. that's a, that's okay. <laughs> I I I'd it love it too. that
3: you said. Uh, I feel like Gordon. No, I could Google it too.
2: So don't <laughs> well, how
3: about Google we do this? Out. There you go. Thank you, Tyson, for those. We we appreciate it. Uh, and let's uh, let's get some final thoughts from you, and maybe I'll Google it over here.
2: Awesome. I I, I just um, there's a lot of joy with the way these guys are playing. I think that um, you know the things that we've really touched on the chemistry. I think the role definition, everybody understanding. But I think the the best thing that's happening, and, and another example of it tonight. Mike Conley has been so steady, and he goes out a guy that is, you know, playing at as high a level as he's played in his whole career, really, uh, right now, numbers-wise. And the Jazz figure out a way, you know, they just put the ball in Joe's hands, they space the floor, they continue to play the way they play. Um, but we've seen that now with Donovan Faves out, uh, Bojan being, you know, uh, not up to where he normally is, and guys just stepped in and pulled him along. Royce has been phenomenal. And I think that that's the that really is the theme of the season thus far It's just it, it is a very deep team that is very competitive and they're and they're totally together. So I didn't even
3: have to Google it because uh, Tyson's listening. Shout out to Tyson. Uh, 32 is your answer. Gotcha, there, Tim. So the same as they had tonight. Awesome. Which, of course, is a great place to end it because uh, we started it with the, that stat. And that's a good
2: one to end on, too. Started at the bottom. Now we're here.
3: Uh, also, a broken record tonight for the Utah Jazz, 26 made three-pointers, a new franchise high. Uh, real quick, before we jump out of here, is that uh, something you'd expect to be broken this oh, year? Oh, no you question. You think
2: they'll get 27 at some point? I think they will. I think they'll break it. I think that that record's going to definitely get broken. All right, want to say a big thanks to David Locke, Ron
3: Boone, calling all of the action tonight. Thanks to Alex Lumberg, executive producer of Jazz Game Night. Uh, who was our broadcast assistant tonight? I didn't even see him. John Kiefer, he does a great job. Thanks, John. Uh, thanks to the title sponsor of the post game, uh, Mark Miller Subaru. Go where love takes you in the all-new, completely redesigned 2021 Subaru Outback. Available now, Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Tim, thank you, buddy. Thanks, man. Sunday morning. Sunday morning is our next broadcast. The Jazz will be in Indiana uh, to take on DeMontis Sabonis. And uh, the Pacers. And how about this? Tip off will be at 11 a.m. Going to be done before the Super Bowl. No problem. Pre-game begins at 10. I'm kind of excited for a morning game.
2: Yeah, we'll be. Br- I'll be bringing breakfast. Let's do a little breakfast. Breakfast in before the onslaught of food. at the Super Bowl game.
3: Yeah, we. Well, should we go light with the breakfast or, or heavy to prepare heavy. for the heaviness of stretch. the Super Bowl? <laughs> It's our stretch. stretch. It's healthier, really, that way. That's right. All right, your final from Charlotte. The Jazz beat the Hornets 138 to 121. And, of course, you'll uh, you heard it all right here on the Jazz Radio Network.